Welcome. I'm your host, Pete, and this is Level 99. This week, I wanted to touch base on another topic that is probably heard all the time, and that's the term cloud native. So what is it, right? What is cloud native? We've all heard it. It's been said often in all of our town hall meetings or all hands meeting whenever companies are starting to adopt the cloud presence or want to expand the cloud presence. They often say, we want to be cloud native. Or if you're in an interview and they're trying to expand their footprint, you know, I've heard that term too in those interviews. We want to be more cloud native. We need to strive for cloud native. So what is it? As defined by Cloud Native Computing Foundation, the CNCF, cloud native technologies empower organizations to build and run scalable applications in public, private, and hybrid clouds. Features such as containers, service meshes, microservices, infrastructure, and APIs best illustrate this approach. These features enable loosely coupled systems that are resilient, manageable, and observable. They follow engineers to make high-impact changes frequently with minimal effort. Now, most of you guys are probably thinking like, wow, this sounds great. But majority of companies that are transitioning to the cloud and hear this term cloud native turns it into a motto. We want to be cloud native. Okay, why? Because we were told to become cloud native by our TAM. Oh, Jesus. And those of you who are not familiar with the term TAM, uh, technical account manager, their job is to be your point of contact for the vendor. So if you need anything, you need support, you need uh, learn something new, you reach out to them. But anyways, I'm gonna be flat out honest with all of you and tell you that I hate that term, cloud native, I hate it. Of recent years, that word has just been turned into a sales pitch. A way cloud vendors convince companies to be as embedded into their tools as much as possible. As many of you are aware, you pay for what you use in the cloud. So it is in their best interest for you to be as embedded in their services as possible. The more you use, the more money they gain. Now, it's not always a bad thing because sometimes some of the services are very beneficial, but you shouldn't just be in a locked kind of state of mind that, hey, we're only going to do this way because we want to be cloud native. No, you should check all of your options. Some tools are a lot better than others. Some tools are cheaper than others. Some options are a lot better than others. So for example, let's say you're in an Azure environment and you only use the Azure tools specifically. You don't have anything else because you want to be cloud native. Well, if you ever decide to do a multi-cloud platform or if you ever decide to 
migrate to a different service provider, it's going to be that much more difficult for you to do so because you have to redesign everything from the ground up because all of your services, your infrastructure, your pipelines are all with Azure. And that's not going to really translate well if you're going to go to Google or AWS. In the same point of view, if you think about it, let's say you have a pipeline, right? You have Jenkins. Those of you who don't know what Jenkins is, is a CI CD tooling where you can deploy code and automation scripts, so on and so forth. So you have your whole infrastructure on-prem in Jenkins. You can do a lift and shift into AWS and not use their deployment process. But then down the line, you realize, you know, we would get a lot more use and benefit if we switch over to Azure. You know, AWS is not working out for us. It's a lot easier if you do it lift and shift over to another tool set. The other same example, if you think about it, is a lot of these cloud companies, they want to provide as much services as possible, but they're not always that great. So AWS does have deployment tools and processes that you can leverage, but it's not as well designed as something like Jenkins that does it just specifically for that reason. Would you rather take your car to a certified shop to get some work done or would you trust your next door neighbor who has worked on cars recently but doesn't have the full experience of it and knowledge? It's the best way I can kind of break that down and explain it. The other reason I'm opposed to this train of thought is it builds a work culture that prevents testing new tools that might be better fit. Early this year in, in 2021, I was interviewing for a senior engineer position in either cloud or DevOps. I did interviews with fairly large global companies. Few of them would inform me that they were migrating everything to the cloud in a multi-AWS environment. Fairly common for a lot of large industries. Most importantly, they have to be cloud native. After a few more questions, I understood that TAM had sold them on this concept. Go figure. They informed me they were having trouble using CloudFormation, a tool used in AWS to automate and deploy infrastructure code or anything else that you can possibly need. And after several other questions, I understood the reason why they were having difficulties with cloud formation and the scripts that they were trying to publish and to leverage for the enterprise. So I had suggested that alternatively, they should be using either Terraform or Ansible. Now Terraform would be the ideal solution. I've done Terraform in the past. I think it's a great tool. However, I'm not a fan of that state file. And we can talk about Terraform in another episode and more about it. Gave them the correct, or in my opinion, the correct solution that would be easy to deploy, be cut and paste, little to no uh, undertaking. They didn't like that idea due to the fact that it's not cloud native. Because if you're using CloudFormation, it's going to be account-based 
Whereas if you're deploying from Team City, Jenkins, whatever, you can link these accounts together in a secure way and have one source to deploy and provision resources across multiple accounts versus you logging into each account and doing it manually that way. So a little bit more work, but in the long run, it's gonna save you a lot of time, headache, and it's gonna be easier to deploy. Another most important reason why is because let's say you leave or someone else leaves, the process gets handed over to someone else and it's not documented. It'll be such a pain to reverse engineer where everything is. And lots of companies do have this issue. Uh, proper documentation is not always done. If it is in one proper location, it'll be easier to look through and let's say, again, Jenkins. You know, you can just check the subfolders for the correct pipeline. It'll also give you one centralized location check for errors in the pipeline. And with all that said, it's extremely easy to just deploy Terraform or Ansible script from Jenkins and throw it all into a loop and hit each account. But if you are using CloudFormation, on the other hand, it's a few other steps you have to take to check those logs, whether you're outputting to S3 or you want to do CloudWatch or CloudTrails. And from personal experience, checking those logs in that format is just ugly. You know, I really think that AWS could do a better job of making those logs a bit more friendlier to view or to identify and find. I think Amazon has a great opportunity to make something better, especially for those logs. Anyways, the places that I'd interviewed, they quickly shut down and said, no, sorry, we must be cloud native. Needless to say, I did not go further with those companies as it was easy to tell they were not open to innovation or talk about possibilities of things that could be better. On the flip side, I did interview with a large, well-known video conferencing company and they had the same stance on cloud native. Had a similar scenario and I provided a similar response. They entertained the idea while both sides of the interview panels took turns poking holes at each scenario. It was a fantastic conversation, but you can see the difference, right? This tells me this company is willing to hear out its staff and work through new ideas together. That is the type of environment the concept DevOps and Ingenuity can thrive. Because rather than them just quickly shutting down, no, 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 we're cloud native. This is blasphemy versus you know, that's a great idea, and I like how you're thinking about it, but this is why we want it this way. And then you kind of go back and forth and talk it out and poke holes at each other's like ideas. So kind of keep that in mind if you're ever interviewing. See the differences, right? Talk out scenarios or poke holes at each other and, and see how they respond. And most importantly, they're trying to see how you respond. Because to me, right off the bat, if I see a company is willing to talk these ideas out with me, you know, that's a, that, that's, a, that's a good sign for me. I should probably say that this is not to say that what TAMs are doing are wrong. Not at all. They're just doing their job to get clients to or users to use the services they can offer. 
I strongly believe companies should offer more training to its staff to better understand the required outcomes. Most importantly, there is always more than one answer to a solution. But by thinking a few steps ahead, you can solve that problem. Because technologies that are popular today, as we've seen, are not going to be popular tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows, Elon Musk might just come out with a space service that everyone needs to now move off of the cloud and into space. Who knows? But... 10, 20 years ago, nobody thought that on-prem was going to be phased out. It was very popular. Now cloud is. Who knows what tomorrow might hold for us? So that is just my opinion and thoughts on cloud native and what it is. If you all have been enjoying these series, please share it out with your friends and colleagues. The more traction this picks up, the more it definitely helps out the show to continue. Matter of fact, I want you all to do something different this time. Go on Google or on YouTube and learn something new. Try something different. Whatever it is that you all wanted to learn or were afraid to try, go do it. Before the next week's episode, I want you all to try something different. Try something new. Get out of your comfort zone and attempt something. That's all I ask. Until next week.